Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Tuesday, February 13th, five minutes after 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the Wall Street Journal did this article and it was a profile piece on your vice president, Kamala Harris. (laughs) And they were asking her about the president's age and does she have to convince people about her abilities? And her answer was, I'm ready to serve. There's no question about that. Put me in, coach. I've got my capacity to lead up to speed. She's ready to serve, Rob. We've talked about this before, that it is such an indictment. And it's, well, it's an indictment of us. That in a country of 330 million people, think about the top two, the top two most powerful officials. Now, I get that the vice president doesn't actually have any voting power, but let's talk, let's let's face it. If you are a heartbeat away from the president, it's, you know, 1A, 1B. You're mm-hmm. you're right, you're right there. And it is Joe Biden and it is Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. And it, it is an indictment of us, but it's also an indictment not just of how we vote, but the fact that we have allowed these political parties to become so dominant, which is the exact thing that the founders warned us about at the inception of the country, which is that these political parties have just taken a complete stranglehold over who we're going to be able to decide upon. And it's going to be Biden and Trump again, Mm -hmm. 330 million people in this country. And yet we will bitch and complain and moan about, boy, I can't believe these are the only two choices we have. Why is that? We've done that. We, we, we've done that. We have created the system. We've allowed these parties to control the entire process. And thus, one election after another, people just get candidates that they are just overwhelmingly unimpressed with and mad that they have to make a choice between the two of them. So according to that latest ABC poll, 86% of Americans think that Biden is too old to serve. But... She is the most unpopular vice president in history. She's an idiot. So what do they do? Do they try and, like, get her off the ticket so that they can remove him from the ticket? Like, is she step one before they can do anything about him? Well, this is what we talked about yesterday, which is that Rich Lowry, I think it was Rich Lowry, wrote that piece about all these people saying it's no way Biden can be the nominee They've got a major problem mm-hmm. in her because she becomes the de facto nominee because the biggest problem they have is she's black and she's a woman. Mm-hmm. She's black and she's a woman. So you can't, I mean, I guess you could bypass her for another black woman, but in the party that is all about identity politics, you have a major impediment, which is if he goes, she becomes the front runner. It's like the cause of and solution to all of the problems, right? Yes. Because she was selected because she was a black woman. Correct. And now that's the problem. They can't get rid of her because she's a black woman. Right. And she's so totally not going to be like, yeah, cool. Just pick whoever you want. Mm-hmm. Come on in, Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. And Michelle Obama is probably the only person who I guess you could garner enough to support to say Kamala's old news. But if you think, I mean, let's face it. If Michelle Obama were to become the nominee, there's no way Kamala Harris is going to be subservient number two to Michelle Obama and the Obama certainly wouldn't want her in there anyway. Um, so 
Kamala Harris is not just going to exit stage left and go, thank you for my time. She's going to lose her mind. And and I look, I I I. I still think that they, they cannot run with Biden, but I'm going to be fascinated to see how they try to thread this needle because they they don't want Kamala Harris either because she might be even worse. So yesterday, Joe Biden was meeting with King Abdullah. He's the uh, king of Jordan. And Donald Trump, he, by the way, the first Arab leader to visit the White House since the Hamas attack on Israel. But um, Donald Trump had mentioned that, you know, it's still Barack Obama that's running the White House he, he alluded to that many times. And then yesterday, while Biden was talking, he said this. Then made gratuitous, unnecessary, and inaccurate personal remarks. That sounds like Biden. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> but that is not Biden. That's Alejandro Mayor. It was a, maybe giving a description of Biden. Yeah. He, well, he was saying, um, so while Joe Biden was talking, he said, uh, by the way, Barack's looking at you in the corner over there. So even Barack Obama in the crowd and Joe Biden is saying, like, there he is standing right there. Well, Joe Biden is president of the United States now because Barack Obama, he was Barack Obama's vice president. He was chosen, even though Obama, by many accounts, couldn't stand Biden. He was chosen because Biden delivered a group of voters that Obama had serious trust issues with. And that's why Biden is a thing today is because of he was subservient to Barack Obama. And also when he was speaking, I, I don't know what was going on. He was introducing the King of Jordan and he in, invited him to get up to the microphone. And then Biden looked like he was like a Roomba behind him. He kept taking different spots behind him and moving around the whole thing. Like he looked really confused, but here he is again, trying to point somebody out in the crowd who's actually not in the crowd. Along with Queen Rihanna is uh, meeting with Jill now and the queen and the crown prince saying, where is the prince out there? I thought he was coming out. Anyway. So he's, he's trying to acknowledge the crown prince who is is not there uh, again at least he's not calling on dead people this i have a time. i have a question for you casey because you were in management so i'm going to ask you as a manager um you know we're in the take business right mm -hmm. like people listen to us for our takes on things what is my take on this supposed to be like what is my hot take at this point because i feel like we've sort of hot taked out that biden is a delusional old fool who doesn't know where he is mm -hmm. or what's going on around him like every day am i supposed to come in here with a hot take that biden has no idea what's going on, doesn't know who's with him or where he's at or who he's talking about. Like every day, I feel like I have to come in here with a hot take and make it interesting that Biden has lost his mind. Okay, well, let's change gears then. And how about this? Even though the White House official, John Kirby, has said that the Biden administration has uh, national security concerns about TikTok, the Biden campaign apparently does not disagreeing with their own officials because right before the Super Bowl, the Biden campaign launched a TikTok account. Chiefs or Niners? Two great quarterbacks, hard to decide. But if I didn't say I was for the Eagles and I'd be sleeping alone, my wife's a Philly girl. Game or commercials? Game. Game or halftime show? Game. Jason Kelsey or Travis Kelsey? Mama Kelsey. I understand she makes great chocolate chip cookies. Deviously plotting to rig the season so the Chiefs would make the Super Bowl or the Chiefs just being a good football team? I'm getting in trouble if I told you. Trump or Biden? Are you kidding? <laughs> Biden. 
Okay, so we've got some next-level gaslighting. What is going on? Their White House spokesperson comes out and says, there are national security concerns about TikTok. Yes. And then he launches his own TikTok account. So it, it's you, you shouldn't have this, but I know it's a way to touch base with the younger voters. It's a platform that I need to be on, so I'm going to do it so that I can remain in power, but you can't do it. Uh, Casey, are you saying that a uh, politician was being a hypocrite? <laughs> Is that what you were saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, that's what these people do. Now, you're on TikTok. You're a China emboldener, and... Uh, what are you i mean do you get good out of it is there some merit to your existence that is improved by you being on the t- i've still yet to figure out why you're on this thing mm-hmm. and what you actually get out of it would I've you like a to couple, have- i've gotten a good couple of good recipes out of it so you've opened yeah. your personal data to china over of recipes <laughs> i mean I'm, I'm asking you seriously what do you on yeah. a daily basis get out of tiktok i'm not whatever the answer is it's fine it's your life it's your existence you want to hand your stuff over to the chinese good on you you know my theory. Everybody should be allowed to be on TikTok if they want. Everybody knows what it is. If you want to give your stuff away, fine. What do you get out of TikTok that you say, I, I need this thing in my life? Right. Well, we've been over this time and time again that I was I got on TikTok uh, due to employment because that was expected of me. But not here. No, not here. And I just haven't shut it down. Although I think they would like that. Uh but the bigger question is, why is our president no, 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 on no, no, TikTok? No, 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 time out. No, 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 we're going to go back to this because you're, this is an interesting case study. Mm-hmm. You are on TikTok. You acknowledge what TikTok is. You acknowledge that, hey, they're totally stealing all my data. You understand the government behind TikTok. You don't have to have it for your work here, but you're still on it. And I'm curious why you remain on this thing. What is it about this thing that you say, I need to be on this, even though I don't have to do it for my employment? What, what is it about you that keeps – it has to be more than recipes. Well, I mean, it's it, clearly it's entertaining just like any other but social what, media. But what about it? This is what I don't – what are you getting on TikTok that you aren't getting on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter? What is on the – because there are millions of it's people a, are on it. Right. It's a completely different platform and the way everything's delivered. Um, it's just – it's different than Instagram. It's different How? than what? Facebook. Help the un- – look, you're hearing a lot of people, Casey, mm-hmm. who are like me and have well, no idea sh- about short, this thing. It, well, for one, short-form video, you're not getting that on Facebook. Okay. It's similar to Reels if you want to be – Reels is more outdated. I mean, anything you see on TikTok, you're going to see first. Uh-huh. They're breaking news on TikTok versus – anything on Instagram or Facebook. Breaking news like a newscaster will come on and say, this happened in the world today. Oh, yeah. A lot of things are broken on TikTok before they are on any other platform. Like what? (laughs) I'm just just trying to get to the bottom Um, of why people are addicted to this. Do you remember when they said that there were alien sightings down at that mall in Miami because there were the fights of the people? People were having the fight, and there were seven-foot-tall aliens walking around. There's actual video footage of that. Of seven-foot-tall aliens? Well, of the police coming. Yeah. And that that's like a story that was broken. You understand why I'm hearing this, and I, and I just like the things you're t- – and it's your life. You are free to live your life. And but I, I don't I don't think you really like you're saying it's, it's I don't, I'm not free. To no, you it. are. You're but I'm also free to be I'm it. also free to be very inquisitive of why a very <laughs> intelligent person. I mean, like you we acknowledge- because I got on it before it was China. 
right? It was always been China, yeah, Casey. Yeah, but before it was this national security risk. It is a national. It is. It is your a, a you security risk. But my theory is you're free to do that. But I'm also going to continue to ask you why an extremely intelligent person such as yourself, who knows the risk of this, mm-hmm. is willing to subject. I just think it's a fascinating. I think we get addicted to it. Like, I, oh, not, clearly, I'm, many people do. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to. Like, I. Uh, I would say I probably am addicted to checking Twitter and getting information there. I'm not trying to throw stones from a glass house, and and I think people are <laughs> whatever that saying is. I think. I think people get addicted to this thing, and right. they don't want to get off of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Many people spend Without, many, many hours. Because, I mean, all I've heard right now is that you got some recipes and some false reporting about seven-foot-tall aliens. Okay, so let me tell you one thing that did happen last night when I was prepping the show for today, and I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Joe Biden's on TikTok, even though the National Security Advisor right. spokesperson is saying that this is a threat. So I found his account, and then I followed it because I want to know what he's putting out there to sure. be informed. You know, uh, the best way to know what the other side is doing is to, you know, be informed with what they're doing. Right. So now, because of the algorithm, my entire feed is nothing but pro Joe Biden <laughs> stuff. <laughs> because. According to them, they must think, oh, this is what she likes. <laughs> she wants to know more about Joe Biden. That's good stuff. And, All that, right. and that Harry, well, whatever his name is. I hope China enjoys your information. <laughs> it's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Tired of hearing Rob talk about all the bad news? Time to find your happy place. Turn that frown upside down. It's time for Shining Rainbows with Rob. So, this is the portion of the program where you give us something positive. Oh, yeah. To be excited about. Yeah. Uh, under threat of force, mm-hmm. I have to find one positive story each day yeah. and make positive comments about it. Mm-hmm. And um, I found this one. I know you're an animal person, Casey. Yeah. I'm an animal person. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a there's a nice little website. It's called the Good News Hub. Yeah. Because it's really hard to find positive stories. Well, it's nice that there's actually a website that's dedicated to just good news. Yeah. Um, like if you search kind of the mainstream places we use to get stories for this show. I'm talking Drudge, mm-hmm. Daily Mail, yeah. Politico. There's just, there's nothing. <laughs> it's just all negative. It's interesting you say that because last night I was scrolling through Twitter and I opened up the app and it was just like, Bleh. and I just said, oh, I just can't. Yeah. I can't. Isn't it interesting? And we, and I will get to our feel good story here in just a second but isn't it interesting you know we've talked about kind of the rise of tucker carlson and mm-hmm. last segment i was giving you a hard time about going to tiktok to get your news but isn't it interesting i don't know if you're this way if if there is breaking news or rumor to be breaking news 
I don't even go to websites anymore. I just simply go to Twitter. Go now. to Twitter. Yeah. And it's like all the people that I follow anyway are going to weigh in on this. Mm-hmm. And we are seeing, in many ways, the end of the legacy news dominance because. Look, I mean, you've got more and more people that are going directly to social media. You've got people like Tucker Carlson that can only be found there. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get all the hot takes there anyway. Well, and the only reason you would go to the website is if you want more details. Yeah. You know, click on the article Yeah, to go there. But I mean, right, like, like yesterday is a great example. Nikki Kelly was live tweeting mm-hmm. the, the John Rust hearing at the Indiana Supreme Court. Yeah. I could have watched the thing, but why? She's a reporter. I trust her. She does a very nice job of calling the balls and strikes and, you know, gave a very non-partisan, non-favorite play-by-play what the judges were asking her. So it, it was, you know, the hour-long thing or whatever it was, and I could get it in one minute. So it is interesting. Anyway, all that aside, I did find a feel-good story today, and you're an animal person, so you'll appreciate this, um, from the Good the good News Hub. <laughs> an animal shelter in Pennsylvania this uh, Christmas mm-hmm. adopted out all of its animals for the first time in its 50-year history. Yeah, that's amazing. Yes. They, they had 94 animals. Yeah, this is the Adams. That had Ca- to have homes. Adams County SPCA. Mm-hmm. And it's Adams County, obviously, a place in Pennsylvania. And all their animals, uh, 94 animals, um, and have returned 26 strays to their owners since November 1st of uh, 2023. So that is phenomenal. I know there's all sorts of little fuzzy, furry friends that struggle to find good homes, and it's great that those people were able to, through a variety of methods, ensure that all those little little critters found mm-hmm. good places to live. Mm-hmm. So the ASPCA estimates that there are 6.3 million animals that enter shelters every single year. And this one in Pennsylvania, they obviously, they did their part. Yeah. Uh, something else, another animal that I wanted to mention, and this happened on Sunday, a baby rhino was born at the Indianapolis Zoo. Oh. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday, and boy, they had their own... Uh, arrival there so how much do you think a baby rhino weighs because we had that baby elephant that was born at the zoo at the indianapolis zoo and you've told hammer many times that at some point he weighed more than a baby elephant so i'm curious what is your guess on a baby rhino okay so here's what we're going to do we're going to do prices right rules Mm -hmm. jason and i are going to compete against each other have you seen the answer do you know the answer no i don't i was going to say you need to keep the elephant away from the rhino though is that would an elephant eat a rhino well no you you, you, elephino (laughs) I see what you did there. Uh, Oh, oh boy. Hey, oh. Okay, so we're going to play Price is Right rules. Jason, you're going to guess a number. I'm going to guess a number. The closest to the actual number without going over Mm -hmm. is the winner. So I will give you the first guess on the weight of the baby rhino. I'd say about... uh, let's, let's give it 200 pounds. 200 okay. pounds. That seems decent because the baby elephant weighed 265, I think, because we had joked about how Hammer was literally bigger than a baby mm-hmm. elephant. Mm-hmm. I would think an elephant would weigh more than a rhino if you, yeah, I mean, an elephant's way bigger than a than a rhino. So you're saying 200. Yeah, I think I'm a little high. You think you're high? I think my number's high. Why'd you, you come to work high? You think your number's high? I thought, yeah, yeah, that, that, right. that does, yeah. After I said that, okay. that I, I'm thinking maybe 75. No way for no. a baby rhino. Well, I mean, if a, if an elephant was 265, <laughs> all right, I'll go low yeah. and say since if you think you're high, 150. 
Okay, so you're saying 150, and you've changed your answer. I'm gonna go to seven. What? I'm gonna go 75. Okay, uh, good thing you changed your answer, Jason, because you were yeah. way, you were over. Yeah, uh, yeah. 150 actually is over. No kidding. Yeah, a baby rhino can weigh between 110 and 132 oh. pounds. No kidding. That's it. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Does it say what an adult rhino weighs? They can get up to the thousands. I wonder what an elephant is. I wonder how an adult rhino compares to an adult elephant, because yeah. that would be a good barometer. To work off of, yeah, of, but, but of for the record, I are. won because well, you were you over, changed, yeah, but on the so. price right, Bob Barker would not let you go back after you'd already made your bet, but that's so, uh, that's fine. This rhino that was born at the Indianapolis Zoo, it is a white rhino, and white rhinos do Ooh. tend uh, they tend to be a little bit smaller than the other kind. Well, you didn't say that; you said a rhino. Well, the, I mean, it's, it's still it's still a uh, hundred pounds. That'd been like if you were on Prices Right and you gave me the item, but not the brand or whatever. Isn't <laughs> the white rhino a bar in Fountain Square? <laughs> But, uh, okay, so adult male elephants weigh between 1,800 and 14. Oh, that's way too big. Uh, oh, that's way too big. Yeah, no, no, no. That's, uh, okay, 1,800 and 4,000 pounds. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, an adult rhino can weigh, here we go. We should get somebody 5, from the zoo on here. 5,300 pounds. This is way off. No, this is not right either. All right, we're going fi- to take a break and figure out what elephants and rhinos actually weigh because these numbers are all over the map, and I think it depends on... I don't even care anymore. Let's move off this topic. <laughs> Jason cheated, and he won. <laughs> it's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. Hey, this Sunday, if you're looking for a new church home or even a first church home, can't recommend enough. My friends at Life Church. Oh my goodness, Life Church has had such a great impact on my life, on my family's life the past couple of years. And this coming Sunday, they would so love the opportunity to meet and welcome you and your family. You know, one of the things I love about Life Church is how warm and welcoming they are. You are an individual there, you're not just a number. And they got campuses all across central Indiana Noblesville, Fishers, Eagle Creek, and Pendleton. And of course, we talk about this a lot those incredible online services. See it for yourself, lifechurchin.com. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning. It is 11.35. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Bill Maher had Julian Michaels on his Club Random podcast And uh, she was saying that she left California because of Gavin Newsom and how she's loving Florida so much more. But the two of them, they kind of got into it. They talked about a lot of different things. Uh, One was uh, COVID. The other was the price of things. But uh, Bill Maher, we've said a few times that he seems to be not quite as left as he used to be. Well, boy, he blew that theory up during this podcast. (laughs) And uh, he was uh, when he was fighting with Julian Michaels, he was saying that uh, her concerns about inflation are misguided. But isn't it amazing to you, like it was in the paper today about this country came out of the pandemic way better. We just we won the pandemic economically. I mean, America. God, I don't feel that way. Explain it to me. I feel like inflation is insane. Number. Inflation is not insane. Bill. I, I, Go buy there, a there's, car. There's numbers. Oh, I understand things, a house but 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 it has has tripled here. I, <laughs> look, I, I I get that people buy some f-ing eggs. Uh, <laughs> okay, but, but that, I, well, I'm not there, an there, economist. There's, so feel, there's, I'm just there's trying to... feelings, and then there's 
the numbers. Okay, what are the numbers? The, the num- well, the numbers have come down. The numbers, <laughs> the numbers state this morning that we're still at 3.1% and the January inflation report was not good. Prices overall still 19, 17.9% higher than what they were. Yeah, that I mean, that that is just insanity from him. I mean, right. a, a, like everything is more is more expensive. And and it, part of it, though, is when you're a very wealthy person, which he is, you don't feel it the way regular people feel it. I mean, when food, you know, if your bag of chips is a dollar more than it used to be, or your eggs are 50 cents more than they used to be, when you start cobbling, if everything is a dollar or 50 cents or 25 cents more than it used to be, that really puts a pinch on people when you put all those things together. And and I just don't think a guy like that feels it. So, yeah, things are a little more expensive. No big deal. I can afford it. A lot of people can't. Right. And she tries to explain it to him. Have you bought a car recently? Okay, that's high end. Buy a house, also high end. But then she got real. Buy some eggs. Right. Like, we're talking groceries. Well, and to come back to the house thing, though, that's important, too, because look at what, okay, yes, it's more expensive to get into a home. That's a big deal. Your mortgage is more expensive. That's a big deal. But then there's the fallout of that, which is insurance on homes is now unaffordable for a lot of people. People who have lived in their homes, people who aren't monetizing their homes. Like if if you buy a house for a certain amount of money, you know taxes and and insurance are going to be fill in the blank Mm -hmm. price on this house. Okay, so you know that. But what about regular people who haven't sold their homes? What about people who have lived in the same house for 15, 20, 30, 35 years? They've been punished for this, too, because in Indiana, your taxes tax. are based on the assessed value of your home, mm-hmm. which is a, it is a crime. It is a it is a tragedy, Casey, that people who have lived in the same house for 30 years are beginning to have to make hard choices about whether they can stay in their home for doing nothing. Mm-hmm. They haven't made anything off the price of that that home. So, yeah, the home price in a place like Indiana is a big deal, too, because you're being punished for something you're not even doing. They went on to argue about Joe Biden's mental acuity, and you have said this often that there's just so much tribalism. Sure. And it's like, he's my guy. I'm going to defend him no matter what, even when it smacks you in the face. And I thought this was just a great example of that. I think he's not senile. He's not senile. But Bill. That's different. What is that then? It wasn't happening like that when he was yeah, Obama's it, it, VP. It, it doesn't, no, of course. He's a lot older and he shows it. It doesn't affect what matters. He doesn't, when they're talking in the Oval Office, first of all, he doesn't talk like that because he's not, he just not, when you're old, How you're not this? confident talking he seems publicly. gone to me. He's not gone. But the brain is not no. gone. The decisions, okay. Do you all think right. he's making them? I don't think he's making them. Oh, that's a conspiracy theory. Of course he's making them. How? How? He literally just called uh, Trump the sitting president the other day. And Trump just called, he did a whole rant. Did I just tell you Trump was mentally sound? No, no, but he did the same thing. People get up in the upper years, and especially when you're like talking in public a lot, you know, it's going to happen. So Yikes. He, yeah, he's defending him absolutely no That's matter what. That's wild, Casey. That is unbelievable. And you're right. That is the perfect thing of what I describe on this show on a daily basis, where why is Todd Young still a senator? 
Because a whole bunch of people who knew what he was and admitted what he was said, well, I can't have a Democrat in there, so i got to vote for this right. guy. It's the same thing Mars doing right here. I'll defend him no matter what because he's knows. my guy. Everybody mm-hmm. You're just so dishonest and just, just, I mean, it's just gross that you can't even look at this guy and go, yeah, he's lost it and has no business being the- You could still be a liberal. The brain is there. Well, wait a minute. The DOJ report just said... He's forgetful and is losing his memory. It's crazy. This is why the country's in the shape it's in. The right does it, the left does it, and thus you get people like Joe Biden and Todd Young running the country. It is Kendall and Casey. You're listening to 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. YBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. My name is Casey and Rob is here. And Rob, you have been a Hoosier your entire life. Yes. But did you know that if you relocate, sometimes, depending on which state you choose to move to, you could actually gain a raise because of the lack of income tax? I did know that. And uh, it is fascinating. You really see this with professional athletes mm, right I mean, I mean somebody who makes 23 dollars a year like us it's not going to be that big of a deal <laughs> but if let's say you're a professional athlete you sign a 30 million dollar annual contract now pro sports is a little different because you get taxed based on where you play so when you play a road game you get taxed there but you, you've seen this on some of these mega deals where if a guy was playing in los angeles mm-hmm. and then ends up in houston you're seeing, and, and you'll see this reported now, it could be a three, four, five million dollar annual difference just based on what state they play in. Right. And Jeff Bezos is keen to this, and it's being reported now that he's moving to Florida, has moved to Florida. <laughs> he's bought two properties <laughs> course, on yeah. Indian Creek Island. And by doing so, he could be saving not just a couple bucks, but $610 million in taxes. And what a hypocrite, because these guys, and you see this all the time, where these guys are these big lefties, and they support these Democrats and these Democrat causes, and then when it comes to their own pocketbook, they take every, and I don't blame them, except they're hypocrites. Every person should legally get out of paying whatever taxes you possibly can because the government sucks and it is a giant never-ending <laughs> beast and everybody should should avoid with, with legal, whatever legal mechanism possible to avoid paying taxes mm-hmm. unless mm-hmm. you're publicly some big espoused lefty who loves government and votes for Joe Biden and, and wants all this liberalism. You see what these people really are based on how they move and where they operate with their feet. Saying one thing but doing another. So he's also selling some of his Amazon stock, and he was in Seattle. He's now moving to Florida. And by just by moving to Florida, not only is he going to get a raise because of the lack of income tax in Florida, but also the capital gains tax, because Washington uh-huh. just introduced a 7% capital gain tax on sales of stocks and bonds. But because he's moving, he won't be paying that now check this out he's going to be saving so much money just by relocating that it will actually cover the cost of his 500 million dollar super yacht uh boy good on him i'm very very (laughs) happy for this guy look look, you see this stuff all the time with these these uber rich people which 
good on Jeff Bezos. By mm-hmm. all accounts, he's earned it all legally, and you know, uh, he's a brilliant guy, and and good on him. I am a person that believes that there should be no amount of cap on what you can earn inside the system and the rules in place. But look at the entire tax code. How many years now have we seen Democrats who have at various points had full control of the government and every opportunity to fix the tax code, talking about how the the rich this and the billionaires that and the blah, blah, blah. You people write the laws. Mm -hmm. Joe Biden talks about this all the time. Remember he did the thing on the shrinkflation at the Super Bowl and these rich corporations. You write the codes. You have been a senator, a vice president, a president for 50 years now, and you're still upset about the system that you've created. Right. No, instead, he's turning around and pointing the finger at somebody else. Amazon, by the way, uh, still seeing that its shares are rising year over year over year. Last year, still on the rise. But Jeff Bezos would never do this if he believed the government actually worked. (laughs) Jeff Bezos would never do this if he believed, hey, yeah, you should totally, the rich should pay more and the government should get bigger and the government does a great job. He'd gladly pay the money. He doesn't want to pay the money because he knows what a colossal failure the government is. He knows what a danger the government is. He says the right things for his social circles and to be accepted at parties and and curry favor with the politicians. But look at his actions. His actions tell you exactly what he thinks of the government. So there's more people that are on the move, and these are the Gen Zs. They are now choosing Texas as their home state. Texas had over 76,000 Gen Z's move to the state, beating out California and Florida, uh, placing them in the top tier of places for the younger set to move to. Well, you look at all the things Texas has to offer. And if you're a younger person, they clearly have incredible weather if you Mm -hmm. can avoid the hurricanes. Mm -hmm. Um, So a couple times a year, that's probably not a great thing. They obviously have no state income tax. So if you're an affluent younger person... Um, you know, you're rising up like a, you know, a, a an up and coming Gen Zer might be. That's attractive, obviously. Uh, and you know, I don't notice people's appearances, but if you're a young man, uh, I am told places like Dallas and Houston have some very well assembled people to enjoy gazing <laughs> at. I mean, you just you put all of these things together, mm-hmm. and and obviously commerce and industry, and and there's just. It's just a very attractive place to want to live. Well, not only that, but also the median rent price is lower there than in places like California or Washington or Colorado or even Virginia. It's another thing that's enticing people to move there. And isn't that interesting that people are choosing based, I mean, they're choosing by their feet, right? Sure. If I don't want to pay more by living in New York or Chicago, I'm going to move to Texas and pay less. And uh, by the year 2030, if you do the math, Dallas will likely be larger than Chicago Metro. You know, you have been a person who's moved many times in your life, so Mm -hmm. this is not an issue for you. You're fine going wherever and doing whatever. Yeah, I give out advice, by the way. Always pack (laughs) toilet paper and a pair of scissors in a box that you can easily access, by the way. You know, I I think about, I'm getting to this phase now where I'm becoming the old man who yells at clouds in the room, and you start thinking about your life and different opportunities. And I have long thought one of the great, uh, part of it I find it, compelling and I'm happy that it was this way and then there's another part of me that thought boy I really screwed myself Uh, you know me I could be sentimental about a bowel movement Mm -hmm. so I'm very drawn to the past and I'm very drawn to history and I'm very drawn to roots and as part of that I have been incapable of moving Casey I mean Mm -hmm. I've lived in a 
about a three-mile square radius literally my since I was two years old. I mean, I've lived in the same three-mile square. Do you feel like you're missing out? Well, I, I, I look back on opportunities that I had when I was younger, yeah. and I didn't take them because, hey, I could never leave here because my parents are here. I could never leave here because my grandparents are here. Mm-hmm. I could never leave this in this hellhole I live in now on the west side <laughs> because, oh, I put all this time in over here. And now you have a child. Yeah, I mean, so it's like... It, but I do think about opportunities that, uh, you know, I didn't take because then I thought, man, I wonder what my life would have been like. But then I wouldn't have the life I have now. Mm-hmm. And I really like the life I have now. Yeah. I mean, I hate where I live, but I like the life and the people I'm with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I so I do I do wonder, though, if I hadn't had that that I don't know, is it a mortal flaw with that? Was that no, how we would describe I don't think that? So. Because I was I was just basically incapable of ever leaving. Uh, you know, I was trying to make the best of the surroundings that I had, but I was largely, you know, I'm not going to use words like start quoting Springsteen and go, it's a death trap, it's a suicide rap or anything <laughs> like that. But, you know, I mean, it was like I knew mm-hmm. from a very young age, this is where I will be. I will mm-hmm. be here until I expire and this is my existence and let's make the best of this thing. Yeah. The, but a younger person who doesn't have those things ingrained in, in them mm-hmm. They have the option to do that. Like yeah. they have the f- ability to flee. And if you're going to flee, why wouldn't you go to someplace like Dallas, Texas, or you know Miami, Florida, where it's warm exactly. and there's no state income taxes? I think the most interesting thing about this is if you think about, and I know that I can give you the pop quiz and you'll get this right. Name the top three markets in the country for radio for anything. Well, really. I mean, it, it probably New York, Los <laughs> Angeles, and then Houston is a lot of times or Chicago or Chicago. Well, yeah, you're right. But, is Houston has Houston overtaken Chicago? No, it has not. Um, Houston's now it's moving up, but it's not number three. And that's the thing. Dallas is probably going to overtake Chicago. But when you think about the top markets, New York, L.A., Chicago, it's been that way for yeah. years. And by 2030, the way our population is migrating across the country, that will most likely change and it will become New York. L.A., Dallas, and at some point, who knows if New York will remain number one? Well, Miami could overtake it, or Dallas. Look, they're if really you're talking about the metro. <laughs> it's it's a it's a wild and wacky time. Mm-hmm. Hey, but until they tell us to get the heck out, we'll be right here, Casey. That's right. Because we got nowhere else to go. And we'll see you back here tomorrow. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Jason, and thank you for listening today. Tony Katz is up next. This has been Kendall and Casey on ninety three WIBC.